Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line, Travis Bell. Now, Travis is the bucket list guy. He is a master not only of completing amazing to-do lists, but has made it his mission to help everyone fulfill all of their hopes and dreams by living your life on purpose. So I'm really pleased to have him on the show. Travis, thank you so much for joining me. Jeff, g'day, mate. That's what we're meant to say as Australians, aren't we? So g'day from Australia. Yes, it's like uh, 6 a.m. in the morning. So you're a very, very special man. <laughs> Stoked to be on, man. Thank you so much for joining me. You have a video, you know, at a TEDx event in Melbourne. And, you know, it's amazing. You walk through this entire process of why it's important to not only do the things that you need to do, you know, throughout the day, but to also, you know, like live your life on purpose. Can you please take a few minutes to talk a little bit about how you evolved into the bucket list guy and what kind of changes it has done for you and the people that you serve? Yeah, well, uh, well, that, that's it used to be sort of about me, but now it's about we. And look, I, I going back, I've been the bucket list guy for about 10 years. Someone actually called me the bucket list guy 10 years ago after the first talk that I ever did, first, first public. So I, was, I spent the first 20 years of my working life in the personal fitness training industry. So I always loved helping others to achieve their goals in some form or another, always a coach or a teacher by trade. And uh, I had my own little breakdown before breakthrough moment with depression, albeit light depression, mild, uh, compared to what I've heard since. But, uh, you know, I was the first to franchise personal fitness training in Australia, had a whole bunch of people working for me, had, a, had a, quite a big business, but life got on top, on top of me, whether, you know, in business and in, and in life. Found myself in a bit of a downward spiral, depression. Instead of going on heavy antidepressants, which is kind of like a Band-Aid over the top of it, right? I found myself forcing myself to go to, you know, learn all about psychology, so you know, positive psychology, Akagi principle, law of attraction, um, NLP, life coaching, all this sort of stuff to kind of work out the root cause of what I was going through. So it wasn't until about a, a year after that and I worked through a whole bunch of stuff. A friend, a friend of mine said at the time, hey, why don't you teach this stuff? And I summed up the courage. I was super nervous. I put on a talk. It was a three-hour talk and um, and nearly had to pay the 40 people to come to that talk. <laughs> and about halfway through, I started sharing the fact that I had a list to do before I die since one written down since I was 18. I realized very quickly that I was the only freak in the room that had one of these lists, right? So I said, 
to the audience. Why, why do you guys get out of bed in the morning? Why do you build businesses? Why do you, you know, what's your why? And uh, most of the responses are pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of travel when I'm older. I'm like, dude, is that it? So I started sharing some of my war stories and uh, the reason for why I got out of bed in the morning. And then the end, it really inspired the group. And then at the end of it, Joe, one of the participants, said, um, "You know, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy." I went ping, light bulb moment. Went home and registered the bucketlistguy.com, and I've been doing that ever since. So I shut down. I got out of personal the whole personal training industry. Tim Ferriss, around that time, Tim Ferriss had come out with his four-hour work week and I'm like, I would love to run everything from a hammock in Thailand. So this whole online world was starting and uh, I thought, what what more of a reflection of my values is is this? This is this is me. There can only be one, the bucket list guy. So I've been speaking about this ever since and it's really, it really has helped a lot of people, primarily as a speaker, as a coach, but also three years ago, we licensed out Bucket List Coach and now we've got Bucket List Coach, certified Bucket List Coaches in 22 countries around the world too, teaching my stuff, which is, which is super awesome. How did you come about, so we're not talking about productivity here, where also I think, you know, one of the things about the four-hour work week, at least my takeaway the first time I read it, and, you know, by mm-hmm. the way, for me, it was also a very, very influential and impactful book that, you know, changed a lot of things in my business as well. You don't need to take everything. Like you don't need to take it to the extreme. Like, uh, you know, the people that do these, you know, and you see them on YouTube, right? You know, they visited every country in the world, right? I mean, I I think the biggest bucket list thing that I, actually, I did this a year and a half ago. I managed to get a stamp in every, on every page of my passport, right? And like, once I got that, I was like, dude, like, yeah, that's it. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, like, nobody, I don't know anybody who did that, you know, personally. Right. But, but also, but Jeff, it's not, a, you know, really, really what I'm very, very big on is non-comparison, non-judgment. And so we're always judging, you know, minds bigger than yours and all that. Like, like, dude, it's, it's not about comparing. It's about just, you know, the reason I did the TED Talk and the reason I did the book, The My Bucket List Blueprint, is all about helping people, a person, unearth what's inside of them to identify all the things that give them personal meaning, fulfilment and and purpose in their life, you know, to identify the things that give them the reason to get out of bed in the morning and to go and, you know, build their business around or go and, you know, achieve the different opportunities within their jobs. Now, I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around, right? So this really brings home this work to live principle, but it's so individual. Some of the crazy shit that people want to do, man, like in all my 10 years, you know, like what I want to do, that would be on a whole other list for a lot of other people. And that's the, and it starts with, it's not bucket list, but it's, it rhymes with bucket. It's, it starts with F and uh, some of the, some of the crazy stuff that I've done is on that list for some people. So it's not about comparing minds bigger than yours or minds more extreme than the other, you know, you know, it's amazing. And I love doing talks and coming in into communication with people of all walks of life, of all different means and and it's a really about un, unearthing these things that give them 
you know, give them um, that smile on their face. And it, it gives them the opportunity to put their own oxygen mask on first before they can go and help others, you know, time out of their life to work on their life, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, for me, hitting that goal, uh, you know, that personal goal of filling every page of my passport was actually secondary to my primary, to my primary goal as an entrepreneur to meet every contractor that I work with in person. Right. Cause you know, you, we, we, you know, we can all go on Fiverr and Am I a contractor? Am I a contractor? Uh, not, you're not mine yet, but not yet, uh, I'll, not I'll yet. probably be yours. Right? <laughs> no, but what happens is like, yeah, you know, I have a web developer in India. I had a, uh, you know, I also have yeah. a programming team in, uh, you know, in Santa Fe, Argentina, what? which is far I away did from. did that a few years ago. I, I went to the Philippines and met my bookkeeper. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and. Yeah. It, it's it, cool. And the really cool thing about that is that once you break bread with these people, you know, like right now, you know, you and I are a little four inch. Uh, you know, little four inch squares yeah. on the screen. But yeah. the second yeah. we meet in person, right, and break bread together, have a coffee, whatever yeah. it is, the entire relationship yeah. changes, right? And yeah. what happens is that you're then able to really, you know, take that relationship to the next level. And for me, what that yeah. meant was these contractors or these people that are working, you know, that are doing great work for my company are still around, right? They're not just yeah. there for you know, for X amount of time or just for a project, you know, we're, we're working together all the time, some for six, seven, eight years. And, you know, that's yeah. really the great part of it. So individual. That's, that's why I love it. You know, it's always fresh. It's so individual and what people want to do and what, you know, it's, it's the what and the why. The why is the most important part of this. Why someone wants to do something in their life and their, their level of motivation towards that, towards that why is, is what it's all about, man. You know, like, people will move heaven and hell to, to try and make some of these things happen before their time is up. And, uh, and to me, they're just vanilla, you know, to me, to you, they're like, Oh, yawn. Why would you even, why are you so passionate about that? It's not up to us to judge. Exactly. You really alluded to a really interesting point. And that's actually part of your one big tip here. These things that you want to do that you want to accomplish that, you know, that are part of that bucket list, you know, they really do have an expiration date. Right. And it's not a do by date. Right. It's not a I need to finish up this report by Friday. But, you know, we all have a certain amount of time in the day, a certain amount of time in the month and certainly a certain amount, certain amount of time in our lifetimes. Right. Mm -hmm. And you need to be sure that you are accomplishing these things by, you know, these expiration dates that you set for yourself. Can you please talk a little bit more about that, about why putting an expiration date or a use by date on these actions is so much more powerful than just making a list and, you know, checking off uh, 20 things a year? Well, yeah, it's, it's not about putting a use by date on the activity. It's about putting use by, a use by date on your life. I mean, the ultimate use by date is the time at which we you know, which we've got. The, the fact is that a lot of us waste the time that we've got doing things that aren't, aren't serving our values. They're not, you know, they're, they're wasting their time not fulfilling, you know, not, not living up to their own expectations. And so I'm doing five things on my bucket list right now. Like right now, it's 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning here, Jeff, and I'm doing, fourth, I'm doing five things on my bucket list right now. So 
the good thing about having these, and some are going to be achievable, very doable, that don't require a lot of resources, but some are lifelong you know, legacies that you want to go after that require a fair bit of project management, so to speak. The fact is we, we think that we've got all the time left, you know, and and we, we use time as a, we, we think it's finite, you know, we, we, so we think of it as infinite, that we've got all the time left in the world, but you know, how many more examples do we need of where time has been cut short? You know, the movie, The Bucket List, is a shit movie because it's about two guys that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list, which is stupid. You know, that's why I've based my whole career on it, which is even more stupid. But at the end of the day, we shouldn't wait until we get given a use-by date. We should be hurrying up now before we get given a use-by date. You know, to to help, and I, and when I talk, you know, when I did that TED talk, that was in front of that was a bucket list item for me. That TED talk that was in front of two thousand people, nervous as hell. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, there's so many examples around us where life has been cut short. Hey, let let this our podcast together, man. Let the TED talk, let whatever it is, whatever's the reminder for you, I want you to wake up before you get given this use by date. Wake up before they get given, you know, a diagnosis as such. I know it sounds really harsh, but we're so busy being busy. It's like this weird badge of honour that we carry around with us these days. We're so busy on our daily to-do list that we forget about it, about it list until it's too late. So yeah. I want to help stop living, you know, I guess living by default, living by intentional design, having a regret-free life rather than a regret-full life. There's so many people that we know who get given a diagnosis who go, oh, God, I, I thought I had all the time. That you know, I, I thought I had a lot more time. And that's, you know, so let this be a diagnosis, guys. I know it's harsh, but I've been doing this for 10 years and it works. You know what's interesting about all this, and I think if COVID has taught has taught everybody anything, is that yeah. um, now is the time to pivot, right? And I think one of the biggest trends that we're probably going to see is the fact that people do not need to go into an office, right? That's like one big overarching thing. And we're seeing that mm-hmm. now, at least migration patterns here in the U.S., people are leaving New York City. You know, by droves. You know, word. migration patterns. Of the yeah, mammals. right. Like yeah, it's like we're not birds, right? <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard migration patterns used with human beings before. I love that. But you know what's happening is that so you know I'm in Miami, right? So you know we're fun in the sun, and you know you like got, just you, no problems at all. you know and just everyone else is living in all these other climates. It's just like why would you do that, right? Why would you live like that? You do that? Yeah. And then yeah. we have all these New Yorkers that are coming down. We have all these California people that are coming down. They're like you know forget that. I don't want to be there anymore. I want to be, you know, I want to be here. And you know people can do that, and and they're starting to live, and they're starting to actually take action on these changes because, you know, the circumstances have changed. They don't need to be tied into an office anymore. They don't need to, you you know, maybe, you know, like they don't need to be tied into the same types of relationships and they're able to make those moves. And it doesn't have to be Miami. It could be Costa Rica. It could be Mexico. It could be Australia, you know, like, you know, any of these places, but it really comes down to what was that little push that actually helped you, you know, make that one big important thing that you wanted to do happen right 
I think we've all been given a a, um, a real gift, and that gift is we've all collectively, globally, in our Western world anyway, the opportunity to take a big, deep breath in to recalibrate on what our new normal is going to be, and what what I don't I don't call it work life balance. I call it redefining what our definition is of work life blend. You know, we we back when the four hour work week. What what happened um, with a four hour work week? This whole online world was super foreign. And and I've just got to brag, mate. Since you've read the book and you know who Tim Ferriss is, I had lunch with Tim Ferriss when he came to Melbourne. So there nice. you go. That was on my bucket list. Selfie to prove it. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the point being that we're all in. We've we've all redefined what that is. And I think it. I think it's brought you know five year, ten year business plans like to now. You know, we've all had to pivot within like seven days of this thing of a, of our lockdowns. We've had to go online. We've we've fumbled forward. We've failed forward into technology, and and we've had to adapt. We've had to innovate. And we've, we're now radically collaborating like we are right now, like never before. I think it's great. There's been, you know, I'm an, op- I'm an optimist, of course, but this has been, this has been awesome for a lot of people. A lot of, fa- a lot of families have become closer as a result. People have been a tourist in their own hometown, you know, as a result. They've started new habits, new hobbies. They're still hell-bent on bucket list, even though a lot of people think of bucket list as travel, you know, all around the world. But it's not that. It's, you know, as you've seen with the TED Talk, it's one of 12 categories. It's really helped. There's been some bad, though, you know, like, and this is really at the core of why I do what I do. Mental health was a massive issue before all this started. Depression, anxiety, suicides, youth suicides, the overprescription of antidepressants. And we've even got this thing now called the loneliness epidemic. It was a thing. It was already an epidemic before, uh, before now, before the pandemic started. The loneliness epidemic is the adverse effect of social media. We all think we're more in, like connected, but we're actually more disconnected as human beings <laughs> who are meant to be in herds. Uh, what did you say before? Moving from place to place? What was that? Migrating. Yeah, migrating from place to place as, as mammals do. Yeah, and it's had a, it's had a dramatic effect. 89% of people in, in North America are what they call disengaged at work, right? Hence why they be, you know, some become entrepreneurs. That means 89% of people are going to work every day and they're not into it. They're just like getting the paycheck, coming home. And it, yeah, yeah. 70% yeah, that was me. Australia, 70% Canada. Yeah, dude, you know, that's why, we, that's why we break free. But people are sleepwalking through their life, right? They're sleepwalking. They're waiting, uh, you know, they're um, sheeple, what I call them. So I think this has been a positive to shake things up. You know, people are redefining this work-life blend. And I know there's been some positives around me and I'm sure there has been around you as well. Hopefully they don't all move to Florida and Australia, but, um, <laughs> you know, stay where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to keep some New Yorkers in New York. Yeah, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Build the wall, build the wall. <laughs> build the wall, right. But let me ask you something. <laughs> what would be like the like the one thing, like the overarching piece of advice you, you would tell somebody as they're putting together, you know, this list? What what kind of advice would you tell somebody to, you know, to be cognizant of or like a pitfall to watch out for as they are creating this so that, A, it doesn't interfere with the rest of their life 
and B, that it actually, you know, builds fulfillment and, you, you know, it actually becomes something that, you know, they can really say like, okay, yeah, did it. Well, I don't think it should, in, I think it is life. It doesn't interfere with their life. That's why I, I did the TED Talk. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing for the last 10 years and why I wrote the book. And there it is, the My Bucket List Blueprint. So it's a 12-letter a acronym to help people unearth what gives them meaning, purpose and fulfilment in their life so they can live their life not buying into this delayed gratification society, you know, I'll be happy when syndrome, waiting for the someday to come around or the perfect time to happen because there is no perfect time. I'm into instant gratification as well as delayed gratification. And so I wrote this as a guidebook that you can scribble in. You can even, you know, complete your bucket list and then send it to me from an accountability point of view. But I want you to write, you know, take time out of your life to work on your life and literally write down a bucket list. 63%, if you write your, if you write your goals down, let alone bucket list items, you've got a 40, 43% more likelihood of them actually manifesting, or is it 42% more likelihood of them actually manifesting. So if you just write stuff down and get it out of your head, it'll help you immensely actually start to take action, get this stuff out of your head onto paper. That's really easy to do. Yeah, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Right, then right. life gets in the way. You get busy on your to-do list. So write some stuff down. The amount of people, uh, 2,000 people in front of me in that TED Talk, I did a little survey. I said, all right, who here has got a bucket list? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have. Yep, 2,000 people. All right, good on you. All right, who has actually one written down? You know, 15% of the audience. And, and, and five, you know, about half of them were like, their hands were like this. There wasn't like that. So I said, those people with their hands that are like that, you haven't really written it down, have you? You're just showing off in front of your mate. Yeah, you got me. All right. So about 10% of the audience, about 10% of the audience actually had one written down. You know? So again, what's easy to do is easy not to do. So my one big tip, you know, Jeff, I hate to say, is just write down your freaking bucket list, people. Get it out of your head and onto, I don't know, remember back in the day we used to have these things? Oh yeah, pencils. Yeah, imagine that. That's a. I know it's a. Uh, mate, what a revelation! Remember this stuff here. Paper. Yeah, it receives the pencil. I, I, <laughs> I, crazy, crazy. It's very analog. But you know, if you if it does this thing called writing, I'm being facetious, people. Um, so if you actually write some stuff down, it's amazing what will actually transpire. So write your bucket list down. Now, when you've done that, use the book as a guide. Great. And if people need help, they can reach out to me. But I want you to write some stuff down. Involve other people. Now, you might have go to Machu Picchu, go to Australia, meet Trav, <laughs> hang out, have a beer, whatever. It would be, you know, run with the bulls, although I don't believe in that, skydive, blah, 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 you know, all the classics. Uh, start a charity. Re you know, I'm, I'm doing one at the moment, reading 52 books in a year. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. The point being, I want you to look at your list and look at this. The one, the one that doesn't cost you any money, any time. The, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit on your bucket list and then go do it straight away, all right? Sage go advice. do it straight away. Is that, is that cool? And it's like go knock that one off first. That, those smaller ones, because you're intentionally living now. You're living by, you stop living by default. Now you're living by design. Okay. You're choosing happiness. You're choosing fulfillment. You're choosing to live on purpose. 
You stop living by default, living by this design. Stop existing, just existing and start living. Yeah, you know, just flowing through. Do it for yourself before you worry about other people. Okay, so the deal is go knock off a few of those as, as soon as you possibly can. That will give you the momentum and motivation to smash through the bigger ones. This catches fire. This is a bucket list snowball effect. This is how it works. It builds momentum, builds momentum, builds momentum. It's not, a, and here's the thing, people think that it is time and money. I haven't got the time and the money. Yeah, because you're thinking about travel, right? That requires the most time and the most money, right? But think about this. Um, it's never a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. If you want something bad enough, and here's the thing, check in with all, all your bucket list items. If they're not an eight, nine, or 10, you probably haven't got the motivation and inspiration to go after anyway. So only put things on there that really mean something to you. It's not about what you put on there. It's about the personal why you put it on there. The personal why. Amazing. That is so sage. Thank you so much for that. Can you please take a few minutes to let everyone know how they can uh, how they can find more, find out more about you, how they can get the book, and how they can reach out to you directly? Oh, for sure, Jeff. Look, I really welcome the opportunity. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Like it's um, a real privilege. And I, I, it took us a while to get there, but we're here. And uh, mate, the best thing, like if people want to sign book, and people have been opting for that is to go to thebucketlistguide.com forward slash book. We can get them a signed copy. I'll put a little, you know, little note in there of inspiration. They can go to thebucketlistguide.com, obviously, and, and see what I'm all about or find me on the socials, LinkedIn, which is up on the screen, and uh, and Instagram as well, which is bucketlistguide.travel. But, yeah, I want you to read the book. I want you to um, send me your lists and I'll make you accountable. I've spent 20 years as a personal trainer, mate, so I, I cannot help myself. I've got to make people accountable around me. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Trev, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you making the time, especially so early for you. And, you know, it's been a great conversation. I love talking about this stuff. I love just nerding out on, you know, how you can, how easily you can better yourself given the resolve to do so. And I think, you know, and I oh, think dude. that your talk really exemplifies that. So thank you so much. Jeff, thanks for having me on the, yeah, on the, on the show, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.